Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, September 29th, 5.54 a.m. Central. As I speak here, December corn futures up five and a quarter at 6.75 and three quarters. November soybeans up 11 and three quarters at 14.20 and a half. December Chicago wheat up 10 at 9.13 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat up 9 at 9.85. December spring wheat up 7.5 at 9.80. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. As always, leave me a rating, leave me a review. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Leave me a comment. Give me a crop update. Give me an opinion on anything that I say here. All of those things will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Always appreciate it, guys. If you need some additional information from me, visit my website, uh, www.standardgrain.com. You guys should give this premium subscription service a shot. Uh, I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather info, all of my grain marketing recommendations. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I I attempted to answer this question. Should I roll my corn and soybean HTAs or hedge to arrive contracts. Uh, this has been kind of a hot topic here as of late. I've had a lot of questions about it. So these 22 corn HTAs, no 22 soybean HTAs, should you roll them? Uh, what's my general thought? I ran a bunch of charts, some historical stuff, uh, kind of gave you my opinion. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation, nobody will try to sell you anything else. I'll sign up this morning, I'll shoot you over this video. Financial markets recovered yesterday. The stock market posted some sharp gains after falling to fresh calendar year lows just on Tuesday. The Dow Jones gained 549 points. That's about 1.9%. The S&P gained nearly 2%. So both indexes snapped a six-day losing streak, I believe. A lot of this has to do with the Bank of England. So the Bank of England is responding to a collapse, essentially, in the UK bond market and a big spike in interest rates. They announced that they would suspend the planned start of their bond selling and would begin temporarily buying buying long-dated bonds in order to calm the market. The bond purchases will be unlimited and immediate. The Bank of England uh, apparently was warned this week that the surge in interest rates and market volatility could render some of its institutions insolvent. We're talking investment banks, fund managers, pension funds. Um, so they they were trying to go uh, back to like you know higher interest rates, tame inflation, that sort of thing. And they couldn't do it because there's systemic risk here and they think that something might break. So this is like um, they just got hooked on, uh, you know, cheap money and low rates and they can't get away from it. So they're going to go back to kind of getting high on their own supply here, I guess. And this kind of mirrors, I mean, in in the view of some people, it mirrors like 2008, like we had a... It's not a bailout, but it's it's like they had to take action to uh, make sure that their institutions remain solvent. And that's a problem. This is this is a, a failure in policy is what it is. But in any case, um, this could be an isolated thing or this could be something that you start to see more of as these interest rates continue to see higher or continue to rise. Uh, you could see this in other countries. You could see that here in the United States. We just don't know. This is an unprecedented rise in interest rates uh, and, and and an unprecedented collapse in the bond market really around the world that we've seen here this year. So this is uh, something that I don't know that we've seen the last of this sort of story. But in any case, the 
the Bank of England kind of coming to the rescue yesterday, I think is what helped to rally a lot of these markets and the stock market in particular. Uh, crude oil prices also recovered yesterday. Your nearby November 22 WTI contract gained uh, 365 a barrel, trades well above 80 again this morning, spent some time below 70 recently. A surprise drop in U.S. crude and fuel stocks was reported. In addition, OPEC reportedly discussing a potential output cut at its next meeting. U.S. ethanol production was really bad last week, 855,000 barrels per day. That was down 5% on the week, down 6.5% from the same week last year. So you look at this chart on my screen here if you guys are watching. This is ethanol production weekly uh, going back to the beginning of 2020. So we're talking mostly like the post-COVID era. There's only been two occasions on which ethanol production was worse than that, and there were big reasons for those. So one of them was the COVID panic in the spring of 2020, and the second one was this nasty Midwest blizzard that hit in, I believe, February of 21. Aside from that, we haven't seen ethanol production this bad. Uh, now, that, that being said, it's normal for production to be soft, uh, ahead of harvest. So once these harvest corn deliveries hit the ethanol plants, you're going to see you're going to see a rebound here. You'll see a seasonal rebound. And to this point, I think like on average for the marketing year so far, we're really close to where we were last year in terms of ethanol production. It's just these last two weeks uh, were pretty bad. Gasoline demand on average over the last four weeks is like six and a half percent behind the same period last year. And again, as I've discussed every week here, a lot of analysts don't like those numbers. They think that EIA's reporting of exports in particular is flawed. They think EIA is overstating exports, therefore understating domestic demand. But gasoline demand's down. It's just by a question of how much. This is like the equivalent of, of us, uh, you know, arguing with the USDA has to say, I guess. Farmers uh, in Argentina will plant more soybeans and less corn. They've had some really dry weather, and it's going to result in reduced corn acreage and some intended corn acreage switching to soybeans. Um, this was a quote from an analyst at the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange. After almost six seasons, the soybean crop might increase in terms of planted area. He noted, again, that dry weather will force farmers to switch some intended corn acres to soybeans. Uh, they've got the corn crop pegged at 50 million metric tons. It's the crop that's being planted now be harvested next year. That's five million below USDA's estimate. That's a material uh, difference uh, that could make a, a big difference on the balance sheets at the end of the day. So they're just getting started here, but uh, some acreage shifting around as a result of weather uh, issues. Ukraine's grain exports are down sharply versus last year. The country's ag ministry estimated that grain exports are down almost 42% versus the same period last year, and they're using the wheat marketing year, which begins on July 1st as their gauge here, I guess. An improved pace of shipments in recent weeks can likely be attributed, of course, to this UN-brokered shipping deal, which could be at risk given recent uh, you know, things that are going on in Russia, this annexation, that sort of thing. So I think that's why the wheat market's been kind of strong here is because of increased tensions there. The government has said that Ukraine could harvest 50 to 52 million metric tons of grain this year. That'd be down from 86 in 2021. So that's a 40% decline. Tensions in the Black Sea, very high. Russia is poised to annex four Ukrainian territories within days following this recent vote. Uh, this was a quote from a Russian official. This should happen within a week. So this could all happen very quickly. Uh, the U.S. and the West, they have, of course, bashed uh, Russia's plan. The U.S. unveiled another weapons package. We're going to send another $1.1 billion worth of weapons to Ukraine. Uh, the U.S. has also said that it will impose even more sanctions on Russia. So lots of geopolitical tensions here. USDA will release its quarterly grain stocks report tomorrow. This report, guys, will not, it will not include new production estimates for this year's corn and soybean crops. This is like USDA's final take on the old crop carryout situation. 
for um, uh, corn and soybeans. The marketing year ends on August 31st. So these are essentially going to be your old crop uh, carry out numbers for corn and soybeans, 1.5 billion in corn, 242 million in soybeans. Um, if there's going to be a surprise here, it probably, I mean, it could come anywhere, but uh, most likely in corn uh, because we can't gauge feed demand. You know, when it comes to, to the demand segments uh, for these crops, we get weekly export reports, we get soybean crush reports, we get ethanol reports, but we don't see reports when it comes to feed demand. So a lot of times that'll surprise you uh, in the corn numbers. And then also they could adjust the uh, 2021 crops, which could have an impact also. So this report will be out uh, tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time. Uh, be prepared for a little bit of volatility. It's not always the biggest market mover, but anything's possible when a new set of numbers is released. We've got an export sales report this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Corn sales expected 250 to 800. Soybeans 250 to 850 expected. Wheat 175 to 500,000. Cattle market was lower yesterday, uh, down 60, 70 cents in live cattle down um, kind of various amounts, about a dollar across the board in the feeder cattle market. Cash has been okay, 144 to 145 in Nebraska, 143, some light trade in the south. In the outside markets, uh, the dollar's higher this morning. Stock market's back lower. The S&P's down 33. The Dow's down 200. Bonds are off more than a full handle. Uh, the uh, crude oil market up 15 cents in the November WTI 8231. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you Friday.